0: This is a fourth-hand production.
1: And I'm upstairs, and I feel this negative, and I'm like, oh, crap. And, and so he's yelling at me, get down here. There's something here. And I'm, like, running down the stairs, you know. And here's this shadow person standing there. He's pointing at it. He says, what the hell is that? Oh, wow. And then it went through it. went through. It it's just shot out through the French doors. I looked at him, and I said, that my darling husband is a shadow person welcome to my world
2: story in the news today
0: you believe in ghosts and the paranormal
2: are they are they ufo's or are they like some crazy experimental you know governmental i don't know uh, planes that they're building
1: police in Espanola are catching more than just criminals, they're catching images of what they believe are ghosts.
3: This is weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. And welcome everybody to Strange Uncles, I am Shane. I am John. I... And Josh, <laughs> I must break you. Right. Yeah, exactly. You sound like Dolph Lundgren. Oh, wait. Wait. There's something we can say about that here in the future. Um, anyway, how's everybody doing? I got to say that I'm pretty happy because as we record this, it is Tuesday evening and tomorrow is the 20th. Does anybody know what that means? It's Wednesday. Well, there's more to it than that guy. So All hell's going to break loose. One way or another, but at least one's going to be let go. So that's a good thing.
2: Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a lunch break drive by the Capitol just to see what's going on, just because I think it'll be pretty interesting. I
3: was going to do the same thing, actually. Let me know if you go, dude. I might have, maybe we can carpool up there with our ARs. So I drive an F-150,
0: so I feel like I'll blend in. Yeah, you'll fit right yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nobody will even know. You'll be one of them.
3: That's just make idea. sure
2: you fly your flag at half-staff. Um, absolutely yeah yeah
3: so everybody welcome to a new episode of strange uncles uh obviously you know if you caught up with this, you know this is going to release on sunday and and by sunday barring any you know national riots uh you know we got biden in the white house and and we got rid of that other thing and so i don't know you know something to celebrate at the most part but you know yeah and worth. uh
0: definitely biden wasn't my seventh choice but uh
3: yeah y'all motherfuckers could have had bernie
2: yeah uh, absolutely
0: Trump's out that'll that'll be nice yep. better
2: than nothing i mean better than biden's nothing. already doing shit that's pissing me off so whatever oh, anyway we're here to talk yeah. about
3: ghosts. we're here shit. to talk
2: about ghosts
3: yeah and demons <laughs> exactly well you know yeah we'll get rid of that one in the white house and, and we'll go forth from there but with that being said yes we actually have a guest uh lined up on the show uh she she was actually a great interview um I reached for a couple little threads, and I managed to find one, which you guys are going to hear in the interview, and I thought it was great. Uh, But her name is June Lundgren, and she actually has, what, almost 40 years' experience, right, in just being involved in mediumship. And uh, a lot like Nathaniel Gillis, I feel, uh, with the whole demon seer thing. She's similar to that as well. Uh, She was gracious enough to come on the show, and, and of course, we got the interview in front of you. And so, I don't know, guys. You got anything else to add past that?
0: Uh, th-
2: go ahead. Go ahead. No, you. I was
3: just going to say, go ahead.
2: I, I'm looking forward to an interesting conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's a definitely fun conversation, interesting. Um, and we'll leave it up to the listeners to kind of see what they think.
3: Weed through the muck and mire a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like I said, we'll, we'll always give somebody a shot on the show, making sure that, uh, like I said, she she great lady. Um, has got a hard goal, it seems like. It was a good interview for the most part. Uh, but again, you know, the consensus is out. You know, for those of you who listen to us, some of you may be, you know more cryptids or more ufos or more ghost spiritualists uh you know it really depends where you lie but uh if nothing else maybe you can take something from the interview you know and go from there but but uh she's been doing it for years and it was great to have her on uh very good insight i i think in general for the most part i Mm -hmm. will say that and um yeah you know if you guys are ready we're gonna roll into the interview with june lundgren open the gates Got a feeling like a be. So June Ludgren is a paranormal consultant specializing in negative entities for paranormal groups. She is psychic medium, animal communicator, healer, demon seer international author, and a nurse. She comes from a long line of psychic women and was mentored by our maternal grandmother, where June learned at an early age how to use her gifts of mediumship and look into the future to help others. She is also the co-founder of Ghosts and Girls Paranormal, an all-female group that specializes in negative entities, identification, and removal, and we are ecstatic to have her here on the show. June, welcome to Strange Uncles.
1: I love the name of your your show. (laughs) It's awesome. <laughs> we we hear that often, <laughs> actually. I know, but I have a lot of fun. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I tell you, honestly, you know, number one, thank you for coming on. Thank you for the time. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, again, we talk a little bit in the beginning about kind of what you do and just, just awesome to get, we just can't wait to get into it. I do have questions. You did mention that uh, in your bio, for listeners that might not know, you were military. Can I ask which branch?
1: Uh, two years in the Army and three years in the Air Force.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the Air Force doesn't count. No, I'm kidding. It, it, it totally counts.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I got my nurse's training in the Army. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I was Navy for. And then years, I so. Air Force too. I was stu- unfortunately I was stuck at a strategic Air Command base, and that was a pain. But other than that, still medical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. They can
3: be. Well, I have military service too, so that's why you know I asked you. I was uh, I was curious more than anything. So thank you for your service, and uh, you continue that. Um, just nursing is your. Thank full you for
1: time, yours.
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. So and, Yeah, yeah, and, full time. Full time, fantastic. Um, and then a quick question just for my morbid curiosity, I'm sorry, John and Josh, if I'm going a little bit off the thing. Uh your last name, Ludgren. You're not related to anybody else. Ludgren. are you? Uh
1: Dolph Ludgren, my husband's cousin. That's what he was getting at. That's (laughs) what I was looking for. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I met him at a family function just shortly after my husband and I got married. They had a big family get-together in California, and and I met him in person. He's a nice enough guy. Very nice. He's got a nice sense of humor. Interesting.
0: I I didn't think there was any way that that was – even gonna happen and no i'm I kind either. of blown away <laughs> shane was like i'm gonna ask her i'm like okay uh, uh, that's a long shot there bud
3: <laughs> oh that's fantastic yeah that's yeah cool. it's
1: uh yeah he, he's my husband's cousin yeah
3: yeah no, that's amazing. Well, anyway, just, you know, again, get some of the things off the off the side of it. Um, I, I guess where we want to start really is just some of your history, June. I mean, I, you know, everybody has a starting point in what they do. And of course, this field, you know, for all of us, and of course, you know, you that you invested so much time into, you know, you you had a a, a start and we, we covered a, a bit in the bio. But if you can just kind of go into some history, kind of what got you from point A to point B
1: and, and where you're at now? Well, um my grandmother raised me for the first five years of my life and she was a medium and she uh knew right away. My mother kind of dumped me off on my grandmother and grandfather and but my grandma was happy and uh she knew the moment she saw me, you know, there was a family prophecy from the fourteen hundreds, which has been passed down to every female in the family. And it's about a child being born, a female child being born with gifts, the ability to uh, see demons, communicate with them, kill them, and protect people from them. And it's been handed down from generation to generation. And the minute my grandmother saw me, she says, she told herself that that was it. I was the one. And because my grandmother can sense the demons, but she couldn't, you know, communicate with them or anything like that. And she noticed right away, too, that Michael, the archangel, was always at my side, even as a baby. The dogs and cats that she had would sit under my crib and and watch and as if they were listening to what I was saying, because I communicate telepathically with them. And Michael came to me when I was about five, and he said, listen, he says, I know you can see demons, he says, but don't be afraid of them. He said, the reason you see demons the way you do is because you're looking through the eyes of an angel, you see them as we see them. Because when I was, until I was up about, till I was about four and a half, I saw them just as a black mass. But something clicked in my brain, and I started seeing them in their true form. And he said, don't be afraid. Never be afraid of them. He said, because fear is the enemy. He says, I want you to watch them. I want you to see how they work. I want you to listen to them and, you know, see – to basically just see what they do and how they do it. So when you're five, it's like, oh, okay, it's a game. You know, you're going you're gonna to watch. Right. Never thinking anything else of it, you know i I went back to live with my uh, mom and stepfather when I was about six years old, six, seven years old. but I still went every day to my grandmother 's house I rode my bike to her house and we would have conversations and she would help me understand what I was seeing, and if she couldn't, she would call Michael and he would talk to me and let me know you know what it, what the questions I had the answers to the questions. So this went on for a long time. Uh, When I was a kid, I thought, oh, everybody can do this. This is normal. But then you find out quickly that if you open your mouth and insert your foot, you know, (laughs) people are going to make fun of you and stuff. So, you know, not everybody can see demons. Not everybody can see angels. No, Not everybody can have conversations with them. Mm -hmm. So I learned at an early age to keep my mouth shut and just observe. And so... You know, I did that throughout my teenage years. I joined the military to get my mur- nurse's training because my parents couldn't afford it. So during the military, um, I have I had a godfather who was a bird colonel with the OSI, and when he found out I got stationed up at Strategic Air Command base, he says, "Listen, you need to not say anything about what you can do." Uh, you know psychically wise he says because they will induct you into their program wow. to increase psychic abilities and he said you do you do not want that he says i have a friend who's in that and so you need to just keep it to yourself they're giving them drugs and stuff to make the abilities stronger so it's like yeah, that's a good idea. I'll just keep my mouth shut. But people that knew me would come to me and ask me things, you know, and get get uh, information from me, get help from me, things like that.
3: Wow. So and quick,
1: then oh. I got out of the military. That's okay.
3: Oh sorry, quick quick question. Just I left yeah,
1: sure. Just
3: before you get off that, I, I apologize. Um you mentioned the the program. Okay. there. Was it uh was it? More towards remote viewing or more towards something else? I mean, obviously, we know, you know, the, the military has been involved in things. It like
1: was remote. It yeah, was. Okay. it was remote viewing. But they were using like acid and things like that to amplify the abilities. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't want my brain fried. Thank you very much.
3: <laughs>
1: I don't don't can take any control substance, don't want any control substance. And I was like, yeah, no, 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 nope. I see enough without that.
0: <laughs> um. So you said the demons used to appear to you as like black blobs when you were a child. How did they start? What kind of shape? They all take the same shape or do they yeah, all kind t- of look differently to you or how, how does that, how does that? How's that look? At, to you?
1: at first, they just look like a okay. At first, they just looked like a black blob, you know, or a mist. Mm-hmm. And then once I turned around, four and a half, five years old, they morphed into what they really are. Um, they are they are like they look kind of look like uh, an archangel. They're seven feet tall. They have a twelve foot wingspan, uh, but they're black, and it's kind of an iridescent black. And it's great until you get to their face. When you look at their face, their eyes hold all of the pain, all of the anger, all of the fear. It's your worst nightmare amplified a thousand times. It's just if you saw what I saw, you would never be the same again. The two people that have, never the same.
0: How How do you kind of deal with that just emotionally and everything? Right,
2: right.
1: It doesn't bother me at all. I think it's because I've been seeing them that way for so long Mm -hmm. that I take them for granted. You know, that that's just the way they are. That's the way they look and move on because I don't let it affect me emotionally. I have empathic abilities, which I shut down because you cannot deal with these things and pick up on the pain and the suffering of the individuals that you're trying to help because that acts as a distraction. And the demons like that. You'll never be able to help the individual. So I learned a long time ago to shut that down because I need to help the people. I need to not be caught up in their fear. I know what they're feeling, but I have to distance myself in order to deal with these things because they see that as a weakness. And if they know you have... if. They know that you can feel what the individual is feeling, that you will be distracted, that they will attack the individual because they know that you care. They know that you're feeling what they feel.
3: So that, that brings me to another question, if you don't mind you, and something you mentioned the very beginning of, of your story, and, and thank you, by the way, You know, it's very well laid out. Um, you use a word where you learn how to kill them. Now that, you know, we've been kind mm-hmm. of studying back and forth, but 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 I guess I I'm a little docile on that because I I never thought you could really necessarily kill you know demons are they're there they've always been there they reformed yeah. or whatever have you so could you explain yeah. that a bit?
1: Yeah, if you know, I was a normal person, I would say yeah I can't kill them. But I'm not normal. When I died and went to the other side and realized that Michael said you know. What you have inside you, what resides within you, is Ariel the Archangel. She's a demon slayer. She was sent back to have, to learn to have compassion for mankind. In 1198 AD, a woman asked God for help for a demon that she had summoned, and the demon had taken possession of the woman. Mm-hmm. And Ariel appeared and ripped the demon out of the woman. Well, the woman's body died. So God said, listen, you know, you have no compassion for man. You have no caring for man. You're going to go back and live physical lives until you learn to have compassion and caring. Of course, that's the worst thing for Ariel is to be stuck in a shell. But this is life number 131. I figure she's awful darn stubborn. But people say that, you know, when they see me and Ariel comes forward, um, I have wings coming out of my shoulders, my eyes turn white, my voice changes, and my face changes. And I've always wondered why people looked at me funny when, when I was doing a removal and she came forward, because I, I, of course, can't see the manifestations because I'm a little busy at the time, and I don't have a mirror. Even if I had a mirror, I probably wouldn't pay no attention, <laughs> but... Because of the physical manifestations, it gives validation to what resides within me. And it also enables, when she comes forward, I can hear, see, and feel what she, everything that she does. And even though my, my physical consciousness is shoved to the back, I can see and feel everything. And she actually brings out a white light sword, and she kills them. You know, people don't understand that one of the things I learned when I was on the other side is that in the dark realm or the light realm, thought becomes reality. And it's the intention behind the thought that gives it the power. And people don't understand how I can kill a demon. I'm like, my physical body doesn't do it. I said, Ariel does it. I've seen it time and again. I've done it time and again. And it's just something that needs to be done. I don't You know, she doesn't kill every demon, but the ones that are causing so much problems that are rogue demons or the ones that are, you know, causing uh, a lot of suffering to mankind and stuff, then they get deported to nothing. You know, I've watched her kill them. When she slices through them, they disintegrate. They turn into a bunch of particles and, and spread out in the stars. Hmm. That's demons fear that because when a demon dies, there is no coming back. It does not. When it's dead, it's dead. That's one of their biggest fears: is to die.
3: Well, let me add some. So here's a question about just being—I guess—a little bit lighthearted with the whole thing. I there's so many. I always believe that there was so many demons. There's no new ones that reject it. The ones that were there were there. So if that really is true and we can actually, or you or whatever have you, you know, kill them and, and, you know, decrease that number. Like, what does that look like? What's that scenario look like currently in in our new world?
1: Well, people think, you know, that you, of course, demons cannot be reborn. Okay. That what you have a, you have a supply of white souls, white light souls. You have a supply of dark souls. And they don't grow. They don't, you know, get in, you don't make new ones. Um, but they do evolve. Demons do evolve. And the only ones that are killed are the ones that are causing so much pain. And, you know, like, okay, give you an example Rommel, Garing, and, and, uh, Hitler had three demons attached to them. Ariel, Michael, and Gabriel were sent out to dispatch the demons. If you stop and think about it, these three people were normally never in the same place at the same time because they worried about security. You know, who's going to get killed off? We don't want everybody to get killed at the same time. So at the one time when all three were together, all three of the archangels went in And grabbed the demons, and each one of them had a demon they pulled out, and took it before God. And God says, "Because of your heinous crimes and your influence, to you know, with the Holocaust, that you're condemned to death." Hmm. And each one of the each one of the archangels killed the demon, executed the demon it's things like it's times like that when they're executed a lot of times i'll just send them back to where they you know belong and in, in an infinity orb or something but for the most part she doesn't kill them unless she gets permission it depends upon the crime
3: right that i so did, did anybody any listener and us here sitting on the show not realize that hitler had demons Attached to him in one form or another. I mean, I think that was kind of given. <laughs> you know, at least one. Oh yeah, or two. evidently. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, and and I can mention someone in you know modern time, but anyway, um, that's really yeah, Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do shade I'm not uh, going there. Yeah, yeah, I know. No. Yeah, we we try not to too, but you, yeah, I think we get the gist. I, I think we're on the same page. Um, when yep. you when you talk about that, so I, I guess my thing, my next question for you, sorry, is just the religion aspect. You know you mentioned God you mentioned mm-hmm. demons have you changed your i guess what you believe in what you see has your ability for what you're doing with the the demon searing has that changed has that really shaken your foundation for belief for Christian belief in general you mentioned God a lot and that's why no. that's why I ask
1: well it's you know it's it's really when I crossed and went to the other side and you have this one great consciousness. I could feel him. I felt the love, the warmth. Um, he's ever constant there. And for want of a better word, God, but a greater consciousness, whatever you want to call him, Buddha, whatever you want to call him. But he does exist. And that's, for me, is a validation. No matter what I call him, whether I call him Buddha, you know, Joe, Charlie, whatever, mm-hmm. it make no difference. Mm-hmm. He's there, and each one of us is, is connected by a thread to him, to his consciousness. So it's really validating to know that he is there. I mean, I don't, like God and I had a long conversation. We have them time to time. But the one thing he put forth is, listen, religion is man-made. It's man trying to put a square pagan around a round hole. He says, I did not create religion. He says, I prefer to call it spiritual, uh, spiritual, for a person to be spiritual. He says, I judge a person by their heart, not by necessarily by their actions, but by what's in their heart. He says that's the important thing to me, and it's like it says in the Bible, it's not that which goes into the mouth that defiles the man, but that which proceedeth from the mouth, because everything that proceedeth from the mouth proceedeth from the heart. Wow.
0: Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Um, you say, uh, did you? So, did you have an NDE, or were you able to kind of, for lack of a better term, go to the other side through some? I was dead. Dead ability.
1: I, I was. Cl- I was clinically dead for two minutes. I was hit. I was in a motorcycle I was not riding my motorcycle, a woman ran a red light, hit me. I ended up like across the street. It she hit me so hard it embedded my foot brake into my engine housing. And a police officer saw it happen. He was a couple of cars back. And for two minutes I was clinically dead. Wow. On the other side, it's like a long time. I mean, it's I was to me it felt like hours I was on the other side. Michael was showing me he said, oh, he, he touched my forehead and I relived all the physical world lives back to the soul, you know, the soul, Ariel. He said, look at yourself. He said, look down. And I didn't look like myself. I looked like, you know, I had the wings and, you know, I was tall and all that stuff. Dark, auburn hair, flashing blue-green eyes. And he says, this is who you truly are, not the physical shell you inhabit. And so that... Was, you know, that for me that was eye opening because I always knew I could do these things. You know, I always knew where they were, I always knew what they were saying. I could, they speak in Aramaic, but my brain can interpret what they're saying, where, I, where other people only hear a high pitched frequency. And he said, Your job is to start doing what you're supposed to be doing removing demons. He says, And I'm like, okay, I never even heard of Ariel. So, you know, when I went back in my body, first thing I did back in the days of the beginning of the internet, I looked up Ariel. There's not much found about her other than she's one of the five that guard the throne of God. She, uh, her name means lion of God. And they don't even know half of what she is. And that's the part that I've been learning for the last, you know, 30 years, 40 years. And, uh, it's, it's quite interesting because, I'm able – it's funny because all my life I've heard the other side. So I, everybody has a different voice from the other side. I can tell who's talking by the voice, the tone of the voice. And just as I can tell which demon is talking. Because Ariel has encountered, uh, I would say, about 88% of them. If there's one that she hasn't encountered, it's not for want of trying, I'm sure – but uh, it's they're all individual, and I get the name. People say, "Oh, you got to have a name." I'm like, "I don't have to have them give me the name. I get the name the moment I encountered them. That's I already know who and what they are. I don't. I don't need any. I don't need to ask any questions."
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Okay, um, June, if you don't mind, we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, like to dive a little bit into, I guess, the other side of it of what you do and how that can help other people because I, I think this is obviously there's a lot of people that, that this is not their day-to-day let's say that <laughs> so we'll right. kind of get into that a bit oh, yeah, Um yeah yeah so, so we'll take a break and uh, stand by <laughs>
2: Listen and find additional content at mystrangeuncles.com or wherever you get your pods. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us gain visibility. Uh, you can call
3: us at 801 252 69. Yeah, boy. 45. Uh, also, you can find us on Twitter at Strange Uncles. And also Instagram
0: and Facebook at Strange Uncles Podcast. Close the gates.
3: Um, okay, so we are back with June Lundgren, which, by the way, is related to Dolph Lundgren. In case anybody missed the very beginning of this whole uh, episode, I just want to state that. Uh, <laughs> and on the flip side, number one, June, amazing of what uh, you know, what you what you were born into, I guess, really is a word, and and your life experiences. I guess the next question would be, if a person is out there who has a, I guess, a problem. Right. They, this is mm-hmm. something that maybe it is a family trait or something they brought upon themselves. What's, what's your recommendations? What's that scenario look like?
1: There's different, uh, because I'm in nursing, I'll say signs and symptoms. Uh, there are different signs and symptoms of uh, like an attachment, a demonic influence, uh, oppression. Basically, what happens is an entity will choose a victim. And they're kind of like stalkers. They'll sit and they'll wait and they'll watch. They'll look for your weaknesses. They'll look for your strengths. They'll look and see if you're easily manipulated. If you're, you know, in an abusive situation, if you have mental health issues, if you're doing substance abuse, they look for all of these things in a potential victim if the person's faith is strong and they don't have any of these other things going on relatively quickly they'll move on but a lot of times they will people don't even know that these things have been watching them they can watch them for years years months weeks wow. you know they'll they'll sit back and they'll watch they're, they're like I said they're stalkers and once they find somebody who they feel hmm, that's a good one. Yeah, I am like this one. I'm going to attach myself. It's usually what I call the minions, the little creepy crawly dudes that look like spiders and a very other kind of weirdo thing. They're the ones that go out and find these victims for their bosses, you know, the lesser demons. And once they find them, they'll go to them, and tell them, you know, this, this guy's really good. I like this one. You'll like this one. He's going to be a good victim. And so then the uh, then the lesser demon will watch, and then once he decides to take this person on, the person's life will start to go at, to hell in a handbasket. Their relationships will fail. There'll be a lot of arguing. They want to isolate the individual from any kind of support system. Their health will go downhill. Finances will go downhill. They may lose their job and be unable to get another job. Uh, They may see things start, you know, things may start to attack them. They may start having nightmares. You know, they'll they'll make people think that they're crazy when they're not crazy. They're simply under attack. Hmm. And these poor people, you know, spend innumerable hours trying to find help. They don't know where to find help, how to find help. It's not something people want to talk about. And, you know, the Catholic Church, you know, you have to jump through the fire in order to get them to do anything for you. And I I have some, I have a new book coming out called Demons Here, The, the Beginning, and it talks, I have a really good chapter On protection, on how to find help and how to help yourself. Okay. And, uh, I have listed, uh, Kevin Johnson and his brother. And, um, I know the, the Archbishop of the Order of St. Michael of Exorcists, he's in there. All these people have volunteered their information so that people can get help as well as my own information. But people can go for years with, Oh, you know, with attachments and just be totally and completely miserable and ruled by these things. I think the longest one that I've dealt with was a 20-year attachment where the woman actually had 11 entities within her. She was possessed. Oh, wow. It took me three hours to get all of them out of there. Hmm. It's just, you know, Ariel's never out that long because it only takes her a minute or two to do the job But with all of those in there. But once she was free, I told her, I said – you know, get some counseling. You have PTSD big time. You need to do that. Yeah. You know, because these things affect your whole life. You're you're gonna be gun shy forever. You'll start watching things. You'll start obsessing about it. And it's horrible for the individual. It leaves them they're never the same again. Right. It's you know, in order to protect yourself, you know, you have to have strong faith. You can invoke the name of Jesus Christ God Almighty or whoever, you know, whichever you're you have that absolute faith in, and you know, you need to not fear them, not show fear because they feed off of the fear. They're trying to make you afraid, they're trying to give you anxiety, they're trying to do everything they can to elicit negative, uh, negative um, emotions so that they can feed off of them.
3: Right. The so, the more
1: fear you have, the stronger they become. So, you're drawing that spiritual line. In a sense, yeah. you
3: know, you, you yep. kind of have to. So, this is a question that we've asked other uh, people in your profession, you know, and and what you what you do and the work you put into it. But you did you you actually answered some of my questions. You brought up the Catholics, mm-hmm. and I I was always fascinated. You know, I've studied religion my whole life, and and um, I'm not a believer in you know the big magic guy in the sky. However, there's got to be something out there. There there's something yeah. around us. There has to be. But I always wondered why the Catholics felt it a need. That why did they find it that it was an issue? They have a book of exorcism. They have a history of that. Do you do you have any insight on that? Is it just the Catholics, or or are we missing something as far as are there other ones that have it, but it's just not as prevalent? And for some reason, the, the Catholics decided yeah. to put it down on paper.
1: Yeah, the the Catholics felt the need to put it down on paper. But there's a lot of different. Uh, Religions that have exorcists, you know, in January, January twenty fifth, two thousand eighteen, Newsweek edition, uh, the Vatican came out and said, you know what, (laughs) we're having to train more exorcists than ever before because there's a huge rise in possession cases, and the Vatican doesn't say squat without a reason. So, you know, for them to break the silence and to say this is something else. Huge. And it's like, Huge. God t- you know, I knew that this was, I knew that things were increasing in 2013 and it's like, you know, it's like, hello, you guys are a little late to the party. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that back in 13. What's up with that?
3: <laughs> right. Why do you think? Why now? Why is it a thing in this decade in this time?
1: Well, if you stop and think about it, you know, this is people are into the paranormal like never before you know spiritualism happened what in the in the late 1800s early mm-hmm. 1900s with the i think it was the Fox sisters you know they were they founded the spiritualist church and and it was brought to the fore you know it's like oh you know this is acceptable now to talk about this my grandmother was a medium and, you know, all the women in our family have abilities, so it was, like, passed down from generation to generation. And it was kept within the family because, you know, back then, they put you in the loony bin. You know, they you were brought up to say, okay, it's kept within the family. Nobody else needs to know about it. So when my grandma was a young girl, it was a thing to have uh, seances. I mean mm-hmm. – Everybody had a seance. She, she used to hang with Al Capone for God's sakes. My grandmother was wild. <laughs> really? Woman. Wow. Oh yeah. I got a picture of her and Al Capone leaning against the car. Uh, oh. I was like, okay, that's creepy. Oh. But uh, but she had to be very careful not to be around when they were doing the seances. She would, you know, go outside or whatever, be away from it because she knew that she would draw entities. So she was always very careful about that. And I, she said, I remember her telling me the first time she encountered a demon. She said she grew up in Atchison, Kansas. Wow. <laughs> so it's very haunted there. A group of kids, they were like teenagers, decided to go into this haunted house. And they broke in through the window. And my grandma told them, don't do it. You know, this is not a good house. This is not good. So they all, you know, all four of them, you know, six of them got inside. You know, two got three guys and three gals, and and my grandma didn't want to go in because she knew there was something in there. And then things started moving. Everything started furniture started being thrown. Uh, books, everything, whatever was there was thrown. And my grandmother saw a demon. Up, she saw a mass, a black mass, up at the top of the stairs, and. uh she knew what it was instinctively, and she said, "In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to tell me why are you here." And she's often told me that they had to, they have to respond or leave. Hmm. She was fortunate in that case that the demon relieved left and didn't, you know, it, it didn't respond. It left, but that was her first encounter with the demon, and she's like. It really shakes you up. And I'm like, yeah, I can imagine it would if you've never dealt with one before. But like I said, that's the churches, you know, they try not to they don't particularly train people in exorcists. You get a little bit of information on, you know, you know, deliverance ministries, you know, being, you know, invoking the name of God and Jesus Christ and to, you know, get rid of the demons. But man, the blessings, the house blessings and things like that, it just depends upon how much faith you put in it. Like I said, I asked Michael one time, I said, Michael, Archangel, sorry. I said, why does it take these priests so long to remove a demon? I don't get it. it. Takes me a matter of seconds. What's up? And he says, if you have doubt, any doubt whatsoever, doubt in what you're doing, doubt in yourself, Doubt, you know, doubting your doubting your faith, it says all these things are not going to let you do it. Robots. You cannot have any doubts.
3: Yeah, hmm. interesting, very interesting. Um, if you have so, to re, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead.
0: I was just gonna. I was just wondering. There's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people around, a lot of problems. Yeah. Would you say that the majority of people? say, drug addicts can't hold job, uh, can't keep a relationship, you know, all, you know, just not living a very full life, I guess, would you say that the majority of them possibly have a demon around them or in them or, or is it like, how, how, how can you tell if a person just,
1: yeah, it's, it's not that prevalent, you know, people think, oh, you're going to see demons behind every door, but really I would say out of a hundred people. I would say maybe one has some kind of has ever encountered one, or has had the demon look their way, so to speak. Yeah. Most people, it's just our own <laughs> our own issues. Yeah, you know, it's like God says, He's like, you know what? People blame me for everything. He says, I don't have to do anything. Y- y'all do it to yourselves, no problem. He says, I don't have to mess you up. You do it all. <laughs> do it doing very well on your own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> do you
3: think it's because of how we live nowadays with technology and it seems like we're attached to screens and we're attached to do you think that might be a little bit of a of a better way in I suppose
1: And now more than ever before you you think about it in the last what 20 years uh 15 years all these ghost shows and paranormal investigations and all this this is all like you know commonplace now whereas you know 30 years ago that was a no-no you know Mm -hmm. what just wasn't done Mm -hmm. plus you know people don't realize that every time you do a paranormal investigation every time you do a reading every time you do uh read a tarot card every time you use dowsing rods uh evps everything it opens a doorway it opens a portal to the other side. I've been trying to educate people that if you're gonna open a portal, you gotta close the dang door because if you don't, you leave it open. Right. other things are gonna come in. And I we have a ghost conference in Oregon. It's the one on the west coast every year. Oregon Ghost conference it's it's one of the biggest. And I teach and i'm trying to instill that in people if you're going to do paranormal investigations you know ask for protection before you even start the investigation and once you finish it ask for ask that the door be closed because think about it think how many doors are open and you know the the negatives can just walk right in it's like yeah yeah here's an open one let's go man
2: yeah. so um, can you tell us uh like what some of the myths are about what will you what will protect you from negative entities since we're talking about making sure you close the door behind you.
1: Oh yeah, I love this. You you're, you're going to love this. Okay, I've had people say, well, you know, break dust. Put break dust over your door entrance and that will keep them out. Break <laughs> dust. Oh yeah, baby. Never Break heard dust. that. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, let's see, Breakdust. dust, um, tar water, which is carcinogen. It's a carcinogen. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I don't use that either. Um, people, tobacco.
3: I've heard of that. Uh, yeah.
1: people say you know you should sleep with tobacco under your under your uh, pillow. It won't protect you. I mean it they don't like it but it won't protect you it's but and it's more about your intention your belief in this tobacco to protect you see the thing is if you have absolute faith in that tobacco that it will get rid of these negatives like i said it's all about the thought and the intention behind the thought see then you you then you've got something it won't be able to get rid of them but it'll give you some reprieve Uh, people talk about crystals. I'm sorry, but all crystals do is amplify energy. And if it's near a demon, it's going to amplify that energy. Uh, see what else? Uh, salt, white salt. Unfortunately, white salt will not protect you against demonics. Unfortunately, it will against earthbound spirits. Yeah, that's cool, but (laughs) not against the other. Um, uh, like say the invoking the prayer, invoking God's name or whatever deity you believe in that helps to drive them away um, uh, a crucifix with the image it can't be an abstract image it has to be the image of Jesus because you put your faith in that or the star of David if you're Jewish because you put your faith in that, and those that will protect you um uh, my, I make black salt, which was the the recipe was given to me by God and Michael. When I started doing removals, they said, you're going to need something to protect the people. So he blesses it at each step of the making of it. And Ariel puts her angelic energy in it. So that will that will act as a, a barrier, like a force field. Uh, let's see. But. You know, there's very few things that are absolute. I can say are absolute, hundred percent.
3: Well, that protection. that brings me to a, a good point. I think, and uh, thank you, Josh. Actually, that's a good, a very good topic. Do you ever? I guess the word butt heads necessarily isn't the thing, but you know, we this field <laughs> right is full. There of, are,
1: there yeah, are. Yeah,
3: well, I'm sure. Right, you <laughs> know, there, there's everybody that has their their niche. Right. Mm-hmm. So when exactly. you're talking about talismans or formulas or mixes or spells or the the salt to make the pentagram, whatever that may be, yeah, it really doesn't necessarily mean you know you're putting your your objects themselves and just going through the motions mm-hmm. isn't what's solving it. It's the power right. of intent and it's a force behind it. Exactly. No matter yeah. what it is, you you get that believe yep. in a rock in your hand if you believe in it enough. Right. It will I don't care be, if it's a
1: if it's a stuffed Mickey
3: Mouse. Right. Yeah. Right. Very yep. interesting, yeah, because you have a, a whole group of people on the magic side, right? That don't believe that, and right. this is what they've done for years or decades or things handed down for centuries. Um, yeah, very, very interesting. Very interesting way to look at it.
1: Yeah, I've had I've had people, you know, there's a, a local paranormal investigating group that's pretty big, um, and I won't name names. But they were going around saying something about me that I'm arrogant. And I'm like, and I know who it was. So I went to him. I said, listen, I said, if I can't do what I can do, what I say I can do, you can call me arrogant. I said, but when you needed me, who did you call to get rid of the demon? It wasn't anybody else. It was right. me. Right. And I said, yeah. and it didn't come back, did it?
0: Yeah. Uh, amazing. You mentioned you mentioned uh earthbound spirits mm-hmm. not being demons what is right. what is the difference between and what like what is an earthbound spirit i guess
1: an earthbound spirit is is the soul of an individual a, full, a white light soul you know if okay. they do, if they do not cross over into the light and they remain earthbound then they're stuck in their physical world belief system and brain and consciousness so if they were nasty in life they're gonna be nasty in death I mean buttheads are buttheads <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> and change them even when they die but <laughs> and with an earthbound it's what we call a ghost you get you get cold spots you know you get things moving uh, you know hair raises on the back of your arms and legs, you know everything okay with a demon that's different you don't get cold spots you get. You feel a cold in your inner core. It's like it could be 106 degrees outside, but on the inside of you, you're freezing. Right. You get that sense of dread. You get a sick feeling in the pit of your stomach. The air gets heavy. It feels like you're walking through a fog. And you may see, you know, infestations of bugs, rodents, whatever. And they're usually. A lot of them are dead, Um, may smell rotting meat, sulfur. You know, these are all their calling cards. You may see a black mist, a black mass. Uh, This is all their calling cards. This is their MO. It's It's all to induce fear.
3: So I, I think I, on my side, guys, I just actually have one question, and then then I and I I think you know it's amazing having you on and everything that you experienced. I, I guess I'm more concerned with the future. I suppose where do we go from here? Like, what does this look like? As you see, you know the the real world. I guess you know, mm-hmm. pers- you know, move into the direction we're moving. What, what what's your outcome? Like, is there I guess, is there hope in this, or where are we at?
1: There is. See, a lot of people think, well, you know, you're talking about all this doom and gloom and stuff like that. And it's not really doom and gloom. Uh, the thing is, you know, it's yin and yang. You're going to have the good, you're going to have the bad. But just as there are, you know, demons coming into our world, don't think that God's fallen down sleeping on the job. There are thousands of warrior angels reborn into the world right now, hundreds of thousands of them. They're reborn into the world into physical bodies. There are eight of us archangels in the world today. I know where every one of them is but one. I have yet to find him. But I've encountered and talked with the others, and I've helped them come to terms with what resides within them. But I'm building and a and every warrior angel that's out there is building a network of light workers. They're all working in the background. They're all there. It's just each one of them has their own individual specialty so to speak. Hmm. But they're all there. God hasn't, you know, for as some people say, why did you forsake us? But he hasn't. Right. He's sending angels in. I mean, where else can you Get where else can you get? Call an archangel and he'll come and help you. I mean, that's you know, people don't understand that on the other side, there is no distance. When you're in heaven, there is no distance. Michael can be in a hundred thousand places at the same time because virtually there's no distance, and he hears all the archangels hear everyone that uses their name. Everyone, they hear them all. Even if they call them something else, it doesn't make no difference with it. What language it is, what you call them, the intent is all the same, protection. They're all there, and they're actually moving in the world right now to circumvent some things that are coming up. There are some issues, global issues that are coming up, and they're working from their side to keep them from, to keep it from happening.
0: That was kind of going to be my next question is, is there some type of boiling point that necessitates all of these angels coming in to this earth? Is there like a boiling point to where that that's necessary? I guess. Yes. It's been, Uh, it's been kind of answered that.
1: Yeah. It's kind of started, Kind of started about sixty years ago. The warrior angels are were starting to be reborn from the fifties on up, and are still being reborn. I encounter them quite a bit. A lot of them will find me. It's like they don't know why they want to talk to me. They don't know why they feel the way they do. They just, or they'll flip on a station and they'll hear something about me, and they'll be drawn and that's so that I can talk to them and let them know, you know, this is what you really are. This is what you have inside of you. And Michael, the archangel, he does what he calls a merge, so that the soul consciousness can speak to the physical consciousness to help the individual do the work that they're supposed to be doing for God.
3: Hmm. Okay. Wow. I, I think, Stand by, I suppose. Right? I mean, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of where we're at now. Boy, oh boy, huh?
1: It's yeah. going to get better. Things are going to get better. It's already, the shift is already starting.
3: Um, I lied. I have one more question. So <laughs> when okay. you you just <laughs> said that, I apologize. You know, you keep hearing this, uh, the Great Reset, and you know whatever you want, whatever terminology you want to hear you know, an Aquarius, and we're in a different uh, astrological time frame in the millennia. Uh, how much water does that hold for you? Like, is that part of what you think we're leading to, or does that have nothing to do with anything?
1: Um, we are, in the way that they say it, no. It doesn't mean anything to me. But if you can see what I see and see what's coming, the the angelic... Uh, interventions, uh, the things, because God says, I can't condone what's going on. He says things have got to change, and we're I'm sitting about beginning, to, starting the changes. So there's been a lot of things happening that people don't even know about that have happened for the better. Um, there is what they call the cabal, what I call the cabal. It's a group of nine men, well, men and women, but they control, they have this like control of all the different things, economics, you know, industries, all this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they have nine because they do not want a tie. So that's why there are nine. But there are three of them that – are actually working outside the group. The rest of them don't know that they are Hmm. to bring balance. And they're tired of the old way of controlling everything. They're all about making things better instead of having that tight control. So I know who they are, but of course I can't say who they are because they don't need that problem. Dang it. But it's it's going in the right direction. They are helping. And I get updates from Michael on it, you know, monthly. Yeah. So I know that we're headed into a better direction. It may not seem like it, but we are. It's just slow.
3: Well, hopefully before we're done with our lives, um, that would be oh, yeah. nice to see. So for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, John, Josh, you have any follow-ups? I mean, it's been amazing to have you on, and 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 I, my head's a little bit swimming, to be honest with you, with everything that <laughs> you you kind of laid on us. But yeah, I, I think good, good
1: in the long run.
3: Um,
1: just yeah, kind of yeah, you know, where, there are good things coming, and people just need to understand you have to have faith that it will happen. I mean, you know, you can't sit back and say, oh, well, you know, God do this for me, God do that for me. It's all about, you know, you got to help yourself. You got to be the motivating person you got to get out there and swim with the dolphins so to speak (laughs) get things going you know you don't sit back on your couch and say oh i wish this would change Mm -hmm. do something about it you know because life is too short yeah that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to help as many people as i can i mean if i can't if i can't get to a person because i'm like cross halfway around the world it doesn't matter because I can get to them from a distance. I get, as long as I have a picture, I can take care of business.
0: That uh, I guess that kind of brings it up to, is there a way that people can get a hold of you? Um, either if they just want to talk or if they feel like they do have some type of passenger with them, is there a, is there yeah. a good way for them to get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, they can go to my website. There's a contact page. And you can leave their, you know, they'll leave their, I get all the emails, so they'll, it'll come directly to me, or you can, you know, tell me what your message is, you know, and then, or you can go to um, my website, demonseer.com, or mysticconnections.org, and leave a message, and like I said, it all comes to me, I try to answer within 24 to 48 hours, and if you do, you know, when, once I respond, you have the opportunity to send me a picture so that I can see what's there. If anything, if there's nothing there, I'm going to tell you there's nothing there. It's grandma or whatever, you know. But yeah, if you, yeah. but nine times out of ten, if they find me because of that, they find me because there's something negative.
3: Fantastic. But like
1: I said, yeah. I'll I'll never be. I'll never lie to them. It's, it's either. It's like I tell people when they come to me for readings. If you don't want to hear the bad as well as the good, then don't come to me because I'm <laughs> going to tell you the good and the bad. I'm isn't not going to sit there and pick and choose.
3: Isn't that refreshing? You're not going to lie to someone. Uh, I no, wish we'd hear they that need more to often. Know. Yeah,
0: mm. yeah. I think people need to hear. I think people need to hear the good and the bad because that's life. It's not all good. Right. It's not all bad. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, um,
1: uh, I know too many mediums that say, uh, I only tell them the good. And I'm like, you're <laughs> doing them a disservice.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah you're leading them down the wrong path for sure.
1: Yeah, you're doing yeah. them a disservice. If they need to stop smoking because they're going to get lung cancer, then tell them.
3: <laughs> yep, yep.
0: Yeah, well, I, f- I feel like I'd almost rather hear the bad verse over the good just so I could be like, okay, that's all the bad crap. Right. What do I need to do to...
1: Yeah, to fix Maybe it. Maybe exactly. change
0: some of that. Yeah.
1: Exactly. You know, like
0: no. don't, don't even tell me the good stuff. Just tell me the bad yeah. stuff. So I tell can me what I need to do to fix it. Or whatever I yeah, need exactly. to do. Yeah, exactly. You know,
3: it's funny how people don't, yeah. you know, they put blinders on for a point. But, you know, otherwise, too, June, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll throw out there uh, ghostsandgirlsparanormal.com is uh-huh. another group that you started. Uh, you right. can actually see her there. And then your books. Uh, you know, of course, you've got a new one coming out that you had mentioned. Um, yep. You also have a medium's guide to the paranormal. Uh, paranormal encounters one and two the dark side of the paranormal and demon seekers A journey begins and uh, and
1: and out of time which is a paranormal romance oh okay fantastic yeah yeah and i have a couple of children's books believe it or not oh and, and they're not paranormal i was gonna say <laughs> how do you tuck a toddler in <laughs> you know, i wrote those years ago before i even you know when in my younger years right. they're funny they're they're good ones they're like uh children's books for they they have they have a lot of comedy in them and, and fun yeah fantastic
3: i uh, is there any what last things you need you want to promote on your side it's been great having you june um fantastic hopefully we have you back on again and and in in better times which will be in what less than 24 hours I believe <laughs> um, <That's so>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah um, we're having we have the Oregon Ghost conference it is the last uh, weekend of March and I'm not sure yet whether it's going to be in person or virtual you can look up Oregon Ghost conference on Facebook if you want and they'll let you know if it's virtual then come on down you know I mean everybody can come from everywhere. But if it's not, I'm teaching a class on protection.
3: Oh, good, <laughs> good. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much, June, for just a wealth of information. Um, great to have you on. Thank you for sharing your time. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you you're limited on on what you have uh, available, but uh, you know, we're gracious for on our side, and uh, and and whatever we can do to help you out, you know, by all means,
1: let us know. Sure, I'd love to come back. You guys are a kick. I love it.
3: (laughs) We've heard that once or twice. So anyway, thank you. If you want to stand by, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the interview, but stand by June and and we'll wrap up with you offline and uh, go from there. So awesome. Thank you very much.
0: All
3: right. Wow. I mean, so, so some of the stuff she's, you know, and again, we we kind of, and I think it's, I think for the layman who really doesn't believe in these things, some of that's hard to swallow, right? For a guy who just, Mm -hmm. you know, he goes through life, they're not into this. Maybe they picked up our show and they, that's the first interview they hear. It might be a little bit much for them, but I'm not going to sit here and say that there's not something to it. She had. Very good insight. Very good What it, what it is. I, I think I always think about the other side, you know, as a layman, as somebody who's really, you know, not into it like we are. We have, they have a researched like we have, you know, what's it, what's it sound like to them? You know? And, well, and- I
2: mean, I think her Shakespeare quote was very apropos. Like, uh, we don't know, know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. You know, yeah. the three of us, right. we don't know. Um, and if someone else thinks that they have a pretty good idea of, of it, then I'm, I'm definitely all ears and want to know what they think that is Mm -hmm.
3: absolutely no and i think that's how it came off too and i think number one great stories i mean it just amazed me kind of some of her interactions and you know her childhood how she came up some of the things she had saw and and really neat you know i always try to nudge in there and hopefully that's not too much on on our side or my side you know about she mentioned the catholics and you know why do the catholics have a book of exorcism like why is this a fucking thing but she did a very good job answering that. And uh, amongst other things, I, I thought it was a really good interview. personally.
0: Yeah. And honestly, man, I, maybe ignorance is bliss for me because I don't know if I could handle seeing something like that, <sighs> Thank you, you know, regardless yeah. of what I believe or anybody believes like, uh, if I was somehow
2: subject to that constantly, I, would I don't think I'd have it together. Yeah. I mean, right. I saw something weird like that when I was like growing up that kind of sounded similar to what she described, but like mm-hmm. it was scary, but it wasn't like mind meltingly scary. So probably not the same thing, but yeah.
3: Well, and it's one of those things too, that when you think about the encounters again, speaking like a layman's term, you know, I've, I've seen things in my past and, you know, faces in the window or a body around a tree or whatever have you. But, you know, it's hard when you think about it because if you're not used to it, you can't really process it. You know, you're seeing in the corner of her eye or you're seeing that shadowed person that may or may not be. And, and, you know, you're not automatically drawn to that to break it down necessarily, if that makes sense. You know, you got to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, process what, you know, what you saw, or what you experienced, or maybe you don't put that together. And for her – you know, she spent years studying and researching. She's learned to put that together. And to me, that's, you know, I mean, that's something. So Yeah.
0: Well, it seems like she's kind of had the, the gift of sights since she was born. So,
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I also, uh, when we were talking about what does and doesn't protect you, um, and she mentioned crystals, I just thought of like the – few friends i have that are very very into crystals i know (laughs) me too it's like sorry danny
3: (laughs) no i got them all over the place too and i'm like oh should i get rid of some of these things
0: i thought about you shane for a minute i'm like well i mean but if they magnify stuff you're good as
2: long as you don't have a demon hanging around
3: oh thanks for jinxies you know knock on wood (laughs) knock on wood i don't have one of those you live in a giant
2: apartment complex what could be the odds yeah, you yeah. know,
3: we are, we are built on the original uh, fucking Mormon settler graveyard, so, yeah, there's that. Small, but, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, no, it was really cool. I, I got all the utmost uh, respect for her for what she does, and, and she's related to Dolph Lundgren, which, winner, winner. Yeah. You know, hey, it all wins out. Go. Anyway.
0: Um, yeah, but uh, I, I would give her a call if uh, I ever started losing my mind and- you know, if I ever had some weird
3: attachment to me, I, yeah, yeah. I think she would, especially, you know, would I was kind of
0: blown away that she said it just takes her like a minute or a couple seconds or seconds.
3: I know, I know that kind of stretched yeah. me too. Like that one, Especially, night. I would
0: like to do some in and out, like, you know, quick service. Yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> let's just get this over with having a bad
0: day. I would like to get it back to normal. Thank you. Yeah. I don't want to have father to me come over and sit here for the next week and a half. Yeah. yeah no, what, what do no. they call that?
3: Demon lube, you know, just in and out. We'll get you changed. We'll get you on the road again. Just let us know. Change my air filters. Change my demons.
0: (laughs) And we're out the door. Change my
3: demons. (laughs) So, well, that one gal, what'd she say, had 11 in her? That she, I mean, duh. You know, if that's a thing, damn. You know? Anyway, I don't know. Very, very interesting interview. Great. June, thank you for coming on. Hopefully you come on again. Um, Very enlightening for the most part. I always, that's kind of my forte a bit. And, uh. I'm going to go relook at my crystal collection. I want to make sure that they're dialed in the right yeah, way. Yeah,
2: you might uh, might yeah. need to get rid of that uh, black amethyst or whatever it is you carry around.
3: Yeah, tourmaline I carry in my pocket is for negative to get rid of negative energy. But uh, now that well, I'm does it about just it, give
0: them power? It doesn't <laughs> I magnify I that know. energy.
3: Every time I have it in my pocket, I got hit by a car one time. And then one time, walking underneath the apartment complex, a piano came out of nowhere out of window and almost <laughs> killed me. It was crazy. <laughs> I don't know what happened.
2: <laughs> Wait, you know. so do you think that shit saved you, or do you think maybe <laughs> that shit's the reason you're having these near misses? It's 50-50, give or take. I don't, Wait, you know, that I'm was
0: just sure. a joke, right? You didn't have a. It piano was a joke. I no, I didn't following. have a piano. Oh, okay, no. it That's, say, I was picking it up as a joke,
3: but yeah, it did say Acme on the side of it. You know, that came out <laughs> came out a window. But anyway. So awesome no that's really cool um so for those of you who want to reach out to her again you know we're gonna specify here she has two websites uh, mysticconnections.org and ghostandgirlsparanormal.com. and um, check them both out actually they're very interesting she's based out of Oregon again so anybody in the Northwest she's kind of close by uh, yeah yeah and and I don't know I'll pick up one of her books and read it why not You know, let's see what she has to say about that. Um, Excited to see if that ghost convention, whatever she's talking about in Portland. I'm sure it's not going to happen this year, being that it's. Yeah,
2: I mean, if they do uh, a virtual one, I think it'd be fun to. Yeah, yeah. I think the virtual sounds really really
3: cool, you know. I'd be really
2: interested in uh, signing up for that.
3: Yeah, I think pretty cool. So, you know, maybe we flag that a little bit and see what that looks like. But, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that'll be fun. In March,
0: let's
2: uh, set a reminder.
3: Yeah. Okay. Who's the calendar guy? Oh, wait a minute. It's Josh. God damn it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'll set a calendar reminder that you guys will never look at.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, we'll look at it. Just don't put it on a sauna. Shane looks at the calendar. Give him a little credit. (laughs) Mm, Well, you know, every now and again.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, with that being said, yeah, she was awesome. I'm just a bartender. I don't know what a calendar is. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> yeah to each your own um, anyway, so for those of you who are interested in more, if those of you kind of like and you want something more towards that, please feel free to write us and let us know. You know we actually have I don't know some more of an internal hookup of uh, she's got a bunch of different people. we reach out directly, uh, but this other gal has uh, clients that she has, and she you know so they're very interesting. What she So if that's something that you guys want to kind of, you know, more towards something else, let us know. You know, if you have an account or you have something that maybe it rung a bell for what she has said, you know, we've gave you the information to reach out to her, you know, and, and it sounds like she's more than willing to help. And, uh, you know, I, if nothing else, very forthright and very honest and very personable, I feel she is. So I, I think, you know, that's something to be said. But uh, you can go ahead and you can call us. With recommendations, whatever have you, or if you have comments for the show at 801 <laughs> 252 And you can write us again at strangeuncles at gmail.com <laughs> and uh, social stats. Anybody?
2: Strange Uncles Podcast at Face to Jams and Instabook uh, at Strange Uncles at Twitter. Twitter.
3: Twitter. Yeah. And rate and review. Make sure, you know, if you guys like us, what we're doing sure helps us a lot. So, so far, I believe last time I checked, we got a five-star rating on uh, iTunes. Hopefully, we don't muck that up. Hopefully, we keep it at five stars. would be nice. With
0: my imitation of a clown horn, it might have ruined it. Well, only only
3: down a half, but, you know, at the most. It should be fine. (laughs) But anyway, with that being said, if you guys got anything else, you got any follow-ups on your side? Uh, No. No, I do not.
0: Awesome um stay safe and uh stay away from those demons, everyone.
3: Yep, watch demons whether they're uh you know invited into your house or not, make sure you Protect pay attention exactly. so thanks everybody. Close the gates.